When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes waged war against a cave full of goblins. Along the way, Butthole adopted the wolf Goblin Jr., Alan continued her series of ghastly murders, and Quinny became a bit of an acid fetishist. But having defeated the evil King Clark, can our heroes bring Sildar out alive? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! That's okay. If you let me go, I'll forgive you. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some therapy will help. Does anybody want to murder this goblin or are we do, good? Do you, know, do you know what? We'll we'll let you go if you tell us where our dwarf friend is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the dwarf, that's a, that's, a, that's a shorter human, right? I only see them as shorter humans, regular-sized humans. Right. Some of my friends, yeah, right? I know, right? Yeah, we, we've been over this with short people before. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, uh, the the regular dwarf, yeah, uh, we had to send him to, uh, to King Grawl at, uh, at the Cragmore Keep. Cragmore He's got Keep. big plans for him, big plans. He had that map too. The dwarf in a map. Butthole. It's a good day. What's his fuck? Uh, Sildar's looking bad up there. I think you need to take a look at him. And- oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll get on that. So I, I, I dash up to the escarpment. I bring Goblin Jr. just because we're like a team. Like yeah, we got to yeah. hang out. Uh, I, I go up and I, I look him over and I'm like, oh, man, this guy's such a dick. But <sighs> Moonhammer says you got to look after people. So I, I raise my hammer and I press it against his sternum and I summon the power of Moonhammer and I use cure wounds on him. Okay, he looks considerably better. Yeah, okay, so I, I pull the pins uh, and let him down. And I'm like, man, if you're going to thank anybody for saving you, it should be this dog. <laughs> he is awesome. Wait, you mean one of the wolves? The no, ones- no. This is the dog of Moonhammer. Oh, well, bless you, dog of Moonhammer. Bless you. I think you. I'm going to call him Dog Fart, yells <laughs> Quinny. This like is it. acceptable to Moonhammer. <laughs> so... To me, he shall always be Goblin Jr., are things good now? Can I go? This is our goblin. This is our goblin. He's very scared. No, not the one who's outside. This is the one in the room with you, surrounded by his dead friends. How, how do we get to that castle? Uh, it's 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 up in the north. It's north north of, of that human town. Far far farland far from he, like he, he 
small town he, he kind of he's like yeah you know he, he basically gives you directions as goblins would understand them you think you can probably follow it but it's like yeah you know there's a tree not the shitty tree but the other tree the better tree yeah you hang left at the better tree and then you go like past the big rock not the other big rock though you know you know what i'm talking I've about had a little experience taking down instructions from goblins under duress so i think i know what he's talking about <laughs> all right is he good to go then uh well uh hey uh sildar you want to crack at this guy or are you feeling like we should get going he looks at the goblin, he looks at you guys, he kind of like walks over, picks up one of the daggers off the dead, and he's like, well, you know, it, it was the other one, the, the talkative one who, uh, who gave me the greatest pain, but my understanding is, you've seen one goblin, you've seen them all, and he just fucking guts the, uh, guts the goblin and drops him, and then he turns to you, he's like, goblins are untrustworthy, I wouldn't trust them with a cart full of supplies, or anything else I, that you might have a value. I really regret healing this guy. Like that's that's just <laughs> such a dick move. Well, he was just a pincushion. Well, for... no, he kills a goblin, but then he gets preachy about it. Like that's the real problem. No, everyone hates a guy that gets preachy. I completely agree, especially these <laughs> these annoying, you know, judging other races. Like, of course, it's a white guy who has a problem with goblins. I never said he was white. Yeah, didn't you though? So he had gray hair. Gray hair. Do only white people have gray hair? People named Sildar tend not to be not white in fantasy realms. Well, I'm just saying it's our imagination, so we can yeah. do what we want. It's your imagination. What does he look like? He's like those guys from Avatar. He's blue. <laughs> I stand corrected. My dialogue really does not make sense, but I felt like I had Wait, a lack of information. Okay, so that means he's like an indigenous person. He's to one the, of the, the planet, like they were in Avatar, like yeah. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cool. He's not blue. Um, yeah, no, you're right. He's a generic fantasy white guy. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> okay, so I so guess we he, searched um, the cave. Is now there any that, shit uh, we're so in the he, cave? he drops the goblin, and then he's like, um, I am sorry you all had to witness that. What they did to me and what they did to Grundar were unfathomable. Uh, where they've taken him, I cannot say, but they took the map. They know uh, the location of the Wave Echo Cave, the, the, the great find that the Rockseeker twins were seeking. I fear Grundar must be in great peril. This is getting to be much more than a 15 gold piece job. If we deliver the card, are we done? Uh, yes, if you care not for fellowship. <sighs> Guys, Goblin Jr. and I have to go help Grundar. So here's my vote. Grun Grundin. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm helping <laughs> the guy with the correct. boots. Yep. I, I'm not great with names. I'm great with passion and faith and Goblin Jr. Uh, grab the cart. Load up the stuff from here. Go to town. Yeah, leave it with Sindel. Sindel is a character from Mortal Kombat. Leave it with Sildar. <laughs> well, you could leave it with Sindel. It would just be a much different We'll leave game. it with Scorpion, uh, and then we can go off to save Sub-Zero. <laughs> just remember to take Noob Saibot with you. Otherwise, it won't work. Because I want to find... We, we, oh, my God. We left a goblin with the cart. And I, <laughs> I turn and just start sprinting out of the cave to get back to the cart. Um, so uh, once you get back to the cart, uh, you see a dagger on the ground and a missing goblin, but all the supplies are still there. You get the sense that when the dagger hit the ground, he freaked the fuck out and ran away. Hey, our bluff worked. All right. um, Pick up my dagger. <laughs> I also collect my rope from the chimney. I'm going to need that you rope, step over, step over the dead we, wolves. We grabbed as, as many rations as we could <laughs> from the other room. Yes, yes. Because well, well, we're, we're going up. back to that big room and yeah. loading it into the cart now. Okay. So, oh, okay, um, right. Solar thanks you um, for, uh, for all your help. But um, he's, he needs help to get to Fandolin. He does offer 50 gold pieces to transport it, to help, like, escort him there. Mm -hmm. uh, he also says that um, once he's set up proper in town, uh, he's got to meet with his contact uh, named uh, Yarno Albrick, who's a wizard in town. 
Uh, he's got to meet up with his contact. But once he does, he can offer you a tremendous reward if you're able to secure the safety of Gundon. The Rock uh, Seekers are very wealthy and uh, very, very eager to uh, a get their will be eager to get their brother back. But b also this this dig is of tremendous value to them. Mm. It's the uh, the long lost Echo Wave uh, Cavern, which was a site of a great mine. Uh, that the rock seekers are are hoping to plumb the depths of uh, for magical artifacts of fame and fortune and yore, uh, and he says the rewards will be great if you're able to assist him. And it works for me. I was in just to save Grundon. Helping a human, helping a wizard. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> this is the best day of Alan's life. <laughs> and yeah. Goblin Junior looks at all of us, just goes. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so um, in the uh, Goblin Junior played by Trey Parker. <laughs> <laughs> In the uh, the dead goblin, um, which Sildar is able to identify as Yemek, who apparently had delusions of grandeur, he'd hoped to uh, overthrow uh, Clark and become the uh, the head of the the posse here. Mm. Uh, you find uh, three gold teeth in a pouch that he mm. wears around his neck, as well as fifteen silver pieces. Um, Sildar's uh, shitty armor is missing. Um, they, he said they they took it along with uh, with Grundon and the map to Cragmaw Castle. Uh, but he's very eager to get back to Fandolin uh, and to find Yarno, who can help him in reopening the mine and to restore Fandolin to a civilized center of wealth and prosperity. All right. So um, you load up your supplies, you load up uh, the newfound supplies on a cart, and uh, you make your way to Fandolin. So for successfully clearing out the Cragmaw Cavern, defeating the villainous Clark, and rescuing Sildar, you each gain 300 experience points and thus reach level two. Oh, shit. You are now headed to Fandolin, uh, where Sildar has said uh, he might be able to reward you rather handsomely if you're able to find out what happened to his friend Gundren. We're, we're on the road right now? Uh, yes, yeah, so you've, okay. just, uh, you've just left the Goblin Cave and you're just arriving in Fandolin. You come off a sort of rutted track into a wooded hillside and you catch your first glimpse of Fandolin. The town consists of 40 or 50 simple log buildings, some built on old fieldstone foundations, more old ruins, some crumbling stone walls covered in ivy and briars surround the newer houses and shops, showing how this must have been a much larger town in centuries past. Most of the newer buildings are set on the sides of the cart track, which widens into a muddy main street of sorts as it climbs towards a ruined manor house on a hillside on the east side of town. As you approach, you see children playing on the town green and townsfolk tending to chores or running errands at shops. Many people look as you approach, but all return to their business as you go by. Sildar says, my friends, let us secure lodgings. I'm told the local inn is very quaint. And he kind of, uh, he lets you know that uh, the Stonehill Inn, which is sort of in the center of town, is uh, where he's headed. Basically, in town, uh, you can tell there's an inn, a town hall, a shrine, general stores and trading posts, and a few other homes and businesses. Uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go with Sildar to the inn, or do you want to start exploring the town? I want to go to with to with Sildar to the inn just to find out kind of what's what's going on there. Well, you want to talk to some helpful NPCs who might give you some clues as to what's afoot in the town? Do you know what? That might be useful. Yeah, mm, just find right. out who's doing what and yeah, where. Interesting. Um, you head to the Stonehill Inn. Uh, in the center of town, there's a large, newly built roadhouse of fieldstone and rough-hewn timbers. The common room is filled with locals nursing mugs of ale or cider, and all of them are eyeing you quite curiously. Quinny walks right up to that bar and... Uh, Orders a drink. Uh, so the bartender is a man named uh, Tolbin Stonehill. He introduces himself and slides you a mug. He says, ah, oh, yes, welcome, friend Halfling. Uh, you folks seem to be from uh, from out of town. Uh, what, what brings you to Fandolin? Just uh, delivering some uh, some supplies on a on a job run. Oh, oh, for the uh, the mining operation. Yeah, you've heard about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Rockseeker brothers have been uh, they've they've been coming and going. Uh, you're certainly most welcome. Uh, do you guys require lodgings of any sort? I think we just might. Oh, that's that's wonderful. And all of a sudden, uh, the door to the inn 
gets booted open and you see a, a short dwarf with a tremendously tall axe who uh, sort of roars in and uh, thus you meet your new companion. <laughs> Where is my mead, you sons of bitches? Uh, he's back. So the bartender immediately takes five mugs of ale and just starts filling them. <laughs> mm, that was okay. He fills five more very quickly. Mm, that was better. <laughs> Quinny, you you particularly uh, you uh, and actually uh, you as well, uh, butthole, uh, are are fans of uh, of fun and fellowship. Uh, so oh, the yeah, second my, you see, my name's Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> so the minute you see such a uh, fun new uh, new drinking pal, uh, you decide to go over and make yourselves acquainted. Yeah, I, I'm going to wander right up. I'm going to bring Goblin Junior with me. Goblin Junior is a, a wolf. Okay, uh, he's he's friendly. He's a, he's a, he's on a chain like a leash, but he doesn't really need it. He's cool. Uh, so we approach the bar, uh, and I, I I saunter up next to our our new friend, uh, uh, and I say in Dwarven, "Ho, friend." I don't speak that language you speak. Five more meads. He delivers five more meads. Mm. All right, I'm going to just order my own drink and and play it over real casual just for a second. And then be like, hey, friend, Mm. Uh, obviously you know how to drink. (laughs) I've had years of practice, my friend. (laughs) That's the way to spend Mm. those years. I hear what you're talking about. I'll have what he's having. Right, so the bartender, uh, he pours you five mugs of ale as well. Amazing. And I, I lean back over my shoulder and I point at Alan and I say, you got to meet Alan. This fucker can drink. Show me this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Alan comes over and... My name's Alan. I am a woman. <laughs> Alan the woman. <laughs> as, we, as we clarify. He's making notes. Alan, un- <laughs> underline, woman. Woman. <laughs> I'm a half elf, so half human, half elf. I'm about six feet tall, 145 pounds. I got um, like straight, long silver hair that I uh, keep tied up. And I'm just super eager and very excited about everything around me. So I, I lean into our new friend after polishing off all five of my mugs, trying to, at the same pace he does, man. I'm just like keeping up with it. I love to party. I <laughs> sip on one. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's like an inch gone in like five minutes. <laughs> and, and I'm like, so what's your name, new friend? What brings you to this amazing frontier town? Well, Quinny Butthole and Alan, my name is Mudbutt. And I oh, am. Brother. And I am the prince of the dwarves of. Winchester. <laughs> At least I was until Winchester was burned to the ground by me <laughs> by accident. And that is when I met Richard, my falcon. Come, Richard. <laughs> and a majestic falcon swings down low through the door and lands on uh, Mudbutt's arm. <laughs> Richard, you're the best. <laughs> And I just look over to my two friends. I'm like, guys, I really like this guy. There's a butt in his name. He likes to drink. And he has an animal. This is this is boding well. Yeah, we this didn't is... have enough of that going on. So no, I'm no, no. Moonhammer has sent him to us. Oh, but I haven't introduced you to my other friend. This is my battle axe named Deathmonger. The battle axe is twice the size of the dwarf. What do you think? <laughs> I uh, that that's impressive. Well, more mead. <laughs> so as you're getting to know uh, Mudbutt, he explains that part of the reason he came to Fandolin uh, was that he is in search of a man named Yarno Albrecht, who 
who's a member of the Lord's Alliance, uh, which, as you know, is uh, also uh, the group that Sildar belongs to. I think like a large-scale neighborhood watch kind of thing. Um, okay. They're uh, concerned figures who try and uh, ensure that order and uh, peace are maintained throughout the realm. Mudbutt, uh, in his search for adventures, decided to take on uh, take on the case uh, and has thus arrived in Vandalin uh, to find out what he can of the disappearance of Yarno. Um, so Sildar comes down and joins you and uh, is quite uh, happy to see Mudbutt. He greets you warmly. Part of the reason he came with Grundar to Vandalin was to try and find, uh, find out what happened to Yarno. Word on the street and what Sildar knows is that uh, he disappeared while exploring uh, the area around the Tresdar Manor about two months ago, uh, shortly after arriving in Vandalin. Is that that ruined manor? It is, yeah, okay. uh, the ruined manor up on the hill. Uh, so how would you like to spend the, the evening in the bar? Obviously, you're having drinks, you've got some new friends. Well, before Sildar leaves, I just want to kind of wait, wave him before he goes out the door. And I'm like, Sildar, mm. listen, we, we're all glad you're here and you're safe and we understand there's, there's stuff to be done. Uh, we have a delivery that we have successfully made for you now of this cartload of things. Also, we've got some other sundry items that we've uh, picked up that are pretty great. When are we getting paid, bro? Uh, well, uh, as much bro? as I appreciate you delivering the supplies to the inn, I believe you're actually supposed to deliver them to the provisions office. So perhaps when you do that, he'll be able to pay you the agreed upon amount. Oh, shit. And Sildar oh, snap. pulls Who's out watching the, the, cart? the medieval equivalent <laughs> of a mic, drops it, and leaves. Guys, I like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting paid as well? <laughs> I can help you bring it to the wherever he said it was. I, I think the hard part of that is over, Mudbutt, but... Uh, uh, Appreciate that. You're, uh, wel- you're welcome to join us because we yeah. are going to head over to this provisions office. Maybe they got another gig. I mean, we're here for the mining thing. Sure. I'm, I'm down. What do you say, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> and I you say, oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude of me. What about you, Goblin Jr.? And Goblin Jr. just looks at me and goes, snarf, snarf. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, dwarf. Mm. Uh, my buddy over here, I mean, I don't know a lot of dwarven, but he was speaking to you in... Your native tongue, you don't know Dwarven? Oh, I'm from Southern Dwarven. I, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a twang kind of thing. You know, if you mispronounce the letter and, and pronounce it a letter, then it's like you're speaking something different. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, oops. <laughs> you secure uh, lodgings. Uh, it's going to be one gold piece for the night. Can I, can I chat with the bartender for yeah, a bit? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, uh, I noticed this big old house... Uh, Kind of looking in shambles, but it looked like it was once a very, very fine mansion. Oh, yes. Uh, More meat in the meantime, please and thank you. In the, in the meantime. meantime. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> As you're uh, chatting with Stonehill, the bartender, he uh, he tells you a little bit about the history of Fandolin. Fandolin mm-hmm. was built on the ruins of a much bigger and older town. Um, but, uh, the, um, the region, uh, saw a lot of trouble with orcs a long time ago. So everyone was driven out. Also, uh, the, the big thing that, uh, the, the longer you're in the bar, you start to hear more and more about are, uh, the red brand ruffians or the sort of gang that, uh, that seems to be troubling the town. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the innkeeper particularly, you know, once he sort of warms two guys, he's like, look, like I, you know. I don't want any trouble, and these guys are known for causing trouble. But like the town master is doing nothing about them. Uh, you know they cause problems all over town. His wife, however, uh, comes over and mentions that uh, it's actually worse than that. Um, a local woodcarver recently stood up to the Red Brands, and uh, they killed him in broad daylight in the middle of the street. Uh, and now his uh, his wife and child have gone missing. So, you know, so some some sort of bad. You get the sense there may be some bad uh, some bad vibes in town here. So I kind of pull everybody. 
uh, along with our new friend Mudbutt mm. uh, into, into a corner, and I'm like, guys, there seem to be a lot of options on where we could go right now. <laughs> a lot now. of side quests, if you will. <laughs> I would vaguely suggest, let's go get paid. Butthole is immediately one Quinny over by suggesting we get paid. Like, uh, Quinny's like, oh yeah, let's get paid. <laughs> All right, you know what, let's just do that first then. I think, <laughs> I think we, we've, we've got some decisiveness on excellent, getting paid. Excellent. And I shall come with you to get paid. Perfect. Good luck with that, Excellent. Mud <laughs> maybe, maybe you can talk your way into getting paid. Oh, don't worry. Old Mudbutt here is out a silver tongue. This is my first office side take to Goblin <laughs> Jr. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> snarf, snarf. <laughs> yeah. Away, Richard. So uh, you grab your cart uh, and you, uh, you're moving uh, the supplies to uh, Barthen's Provisions, which, uh, which you can find fairly easily. As you go, uh, you notice there is a building um, just sort of to the, uh, the south that has a, a big painted wooden sign of uh, a lion on a shield, which matches the supplies that uh, you found in the Goblin's Cavern. Could return those, maybe get a little extra something for it. Let's do it. Let's, let's go take a look there first. Uh, if either of you want to take a look at the stuff in the back and try to ballpark like what it might be worth to these people we're going to go return it to. It seems like really specific stuff. Like it's, it's almost like... Uh, it's not the kind of stuff I usually try to fence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not processed, right? It's, it's unprocessed materials. Oh, okay. um, so it, you get the sense it'd be more, more of a pain in the ass than anything else. Okay. To, um, Are there any herbs? Yeah, there's some dried herbs. I kind of want to take some, <laughs> some of the herbs. Sure. Take, take some herbs. What, I don't, I don't what, have. A, what I don't kind have of herbs many. are you looking for? Yeah, it's it's for ritual sure. reasons. So I'm <laughs> at exactly 4:20, this ritual must take place. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like any herbs that. Yeah. Let's say you take sort of a, a fistful, a little bit from each one, enough that it doesn't really look like right. you took any. Because I don't want to. I don't want to like steal from these people. I just need enough to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I got wanna, news wanna, for you. You're stealing from these people. <laughs> so as our traditional cart driver who's not aware of this rampant theft going on in the back, uh, I pull us up to this, uh, the, the building with a sign on the front of it. Yep. Uh, and I walk up to the front door and I just, I just kick it open and I yell, Jesus. hey, new friends, Moonhammer brought you your shit. <laughs> a woman stands up from behind the counter with a crossbow uh, and then sort of hears what you said and was like, oh, you... Wait, what? Why did you kick in my door? In the name of the goddess Moonhammer, I have delivered your supplies along with my companions and this here saint of Moonhammer, Goblin Jr. And Goblin Jr. I, goes, snap, snap. I just look sideways at Quinny being like, I don't... I'm looking at you like, take your shit. This is it. This is, you're not going to get to take anything else after this. All right, all right, all right. Also, have you met Mudbutt? This Hello. guy's amazing. Hey, I demand uh, my pay in small change. Please and thank you, <laughs> if at all possible. Now, listen, I'd like to clarify in the name of Moonhammer, he wasn't actually with us oh, when we found the stuff. I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> I found it. I was like, hey, hey, look at all this stuff I found. And then, we, and then I was like, get that wagon to this place. And we just got there liggity split. Do you know what? That may have been how this played out. I, I had oh, five sure. beers. Oh, yeah. You yeah, get, yeah. had 10 or 15 beers. <laughs> oh, I was there. You it get happened. the sense that the uh, the store owner is, is seriously considering using the crossbow, but then she seems to think better of it. And she's like, so, so okay, okay, uh, interesting, wolf guy and friends. Um, do you, you brought my supplies? Yes. Uh, so she, she, I'm, I'm feeling really guilty about the theft and the door, so I'm kind of in the back trying to put the door back on its hinges. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. So she um, she comes out and uh, sees that you brought uh, the supplies that had been sort of waylaid and is like ecstatic because this supply shipment was due here you know, weeks ago and it just never showed up. So she's very, very grateful. She goes, puts the crossbow back behind the counter, 
and uh, opens a tiny chest and she goes, oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for returning our supplies. Uh, and uh, especially you, uh, Mudbutt, from the sounds of things, you were you were essential in the uh, oh, in, yes. in the operation here. Integral. Yeah, excellent. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I don't have any small change. All I have are these gold pieces. Uh, and she gives you uh, a bag of fifty gold pieces that you can distribute amongst yourselves nice. as a reward for returning her supply. I'll, I'll hold on to it. Uh, I oh, Im- damn it! This guy I is immediately a too much like try to grab it from Mudbud before, <laughs> like just just swoop. Not not like rudely, but just where I reach out my hands over his hand. Uh, uh, right, uh, roll roll me roll, <laughs> both of you. Roll me a d twenty, please. Can I get it on the d twenty? Yeah, absolutely. Add your dexterity, please. I have fourteen. Fifteen. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So I want uh, it to be so that the bag is empty by the time it gets in his hands. <laughs> Great. So uh, so Mudbutt, you you hold out your hand and you say like I'll hold on to those. Ever so gracefully stomping over comes uh, uh, a butthole who tries to get it. But uh, neither of you are, are as quick as the halfling who darts in with his nimble tiny hands, tiny presidential <laughs> hands, and uh, manages to uh, to snag the bag. Yeah, my tiny uh, hands. These gold coins are the size of cookies. <laughs> Uh, so now Queen, I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. You have the bag. Awesome. I think it's only fair that I dished it out to the four of us. Thank you very much, Mudbutt. I can tell I kind of like you already, mm-hmm. buddy. I think you and I could work. And some to be fair, real I think you guys are great. Cons. I just raise a hand and I'm like, Quinny. I do want to point out the one who killed Clark was Goblin Junior. So I just want to pitch he should get a share. I'll hold it in trust for him, but I will only spend it on him. I won't spend it on me. I swear by the goddess Moonhammer, it will be his. It could come in help, like helpful. Well, I mean, no. if we need to buy food if, for him, if we're if it our animal sense. buddies get sub, then old Richard here. <laughs> Do you I, know the, what Quinny does not like? Where this is going? Well, like, <laughs> hold on. I think we can agree, Mudbutt. That the animals that killed someone in the capturing of these things will be paid. Richard's a pacifist. He's, he's not really. <laughs> He doesn't go for the throat. He's more like a talk it out. You're right. Fine. <laughs> fine. I won't. I'll put away my flute so I won't call him. I won't bother him with it. Five, five shares. All right. Yeah. I'll divvy it up into five shares. Uh, five shares of 50 is, is 10 each. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to make a special note on my sheet that I have 15 for me <laughs> and 10 for the I'm, I'm watching this happen. Is this the kind of, like, is this a shop that we're in right now? Yes. So, can I sell um, some things as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can also purchase some things. I kind of like look around at our team and, and then I kind of like want to have like a private moment with Leanne. Sure. You're like, I have a gold frog statue mm. that I'd like to sell. Uh, uh, she, she says, okay, well, I mean, that's that's not normally the kind of uh, goods that I would deal in. But, you know, I'm sure someone in in one of the, the other offices can definitely move that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Tom, you had it valued at 40 gold pieces. Yeah, so she's going to give you forty-five mm-hmm. um, because since you returned her supplies, she's kind of giving you a favorable deal. Okay. Um, so yeah, so she'll uh, she'll give you the gold. She's like, yeah, at the very least, we'd melt this down. All right, I'll take the forty-five. Great. All right, so uh, she gives you forty-five gold. Great. So I'm going to just flag her down and say, "Hello, uh, new friend. Glad to glad to have made this delivery. Thank you so much for the reward. This may be an odd request, but do you have anything that could be perhaps armor for a wolf?" Uh, <laughs> she uh, kind of looks at you and she's like, uh, "I mean." You could you could throw some chain mail on a wolf, I guess, but it wouldn't really be good. Um, she recommends that uh, maybe um, you'd be better served finding a blacksmith to perhaps build you some custom armor. But no, she doesn't have anything that would. Uh... Well, thank you, milady. That answers my questions, doesn't it, Goblin Junior? Snare, snare. <laughs> 
Always two snarfs from Goblin Jimmy. <laughs> I'd like to ask Anne if she has any uh, some charcoal and incense. Uh, oh, yeah, yep. she can definitely hook you okay, up with that. I uh, you you I didn't just want to take that out of the box as you returned to her? I didn't want to be totally dishonest. No, that's fair. That's Thanks. fair. Um, yeah, so um, she'll sell you some of that, let's say, for um, a half gold piece. Uh, so you... Um, oh, can I buy something? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, I need a new hat and I need new gauntlets. Uh, okay, so she uh, she brings out. Uh, there's a selection of gauntlets you can choose from. Oh, sweet! Uh, what kind of gauntlets are you looking <laughs> oh, for? Oh, I want those diamond ones. Those are, <laughs> oh, those look just great. So uh, she's like, okay, well, I mean, uh, the, as you can see, very fine craftsmanship, oh, yeah. spared no expense. Uh, they uh, currently are going for uh, fifteen hundred gold. I'll take them. All right. Uh, how would you like to pay today? With these ten gold coins <laughs> that you gave me. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right, it's the great wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dum Dums and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly tableside chat, plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used in the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today! She kind of sniffs the air around you. Mm-hmm. So you, you know what? You seem like you seem like you're on the up and up. I can I can let you have these for twelve hundred gold pieces. Even better. Here you go. <laughs> and uh, how will you be paying for the rest of them? Well, it's right there in front of you. Ten gold coins. Thank you very much. Uh, she just takes the diamond gauntlets and puts them back. Can, can I uh, interject here? Yeah. I, I walk up to you too, and I say, "Do you know who this is?" 
Uh, well, yes, he's introduced himself as Mudbutt. This is Prince Mudbutt, the Prince, Prince of Winchester. Oh, yeah, hey, I forgot All to right. mention that. He's tra- <laughs> he has to travel light. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, he, he can't be so conspicuous. Do you think about dwarven, like, the jewels that they have and things like oh, that. He can't just be jewels. out in the world flaunting that kind of stuff. Like he's a- got 10 gold for now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I, you know, roll me a, roll me a persuasion check. Oh, there, come on. Oh, yeah. A 21. Great. So she's like, well, you know, I guess if, if I could say that Prince Mudbutt of Winchester shopped here, I mean, that would be that would be of great value. And, uh, you know, if you could spread the good word of the Lion Shields uh, throughout. In fact, if, if maybe we could even set up a, a trading post at uh, Winchester, was it? Oh, uh, yes, it was. It sounds like a very unburnt town. Tell you what, I will, once I'm done here, mm-hmm. I'll just scuffle on over to Winchester and knock on old... Papa King's door and be like, guess what? You should open up a couple of these lion head shops. That he'll be like, Prince, get it done. And I <laughs> and I'll just and I'll walk on over again, call you. Well, I can see no possible downside to this arrangement. Excellent. Can I have that hat too? <laughs> <laughs> Anything for the Prince of Winchester. Oh, sweet. So, I want the horn one. So you get a uh, a fine horned hat uh, as well as diamond gauntlets. Ah! <laughs> Mudbun extreme. <laughs> uh, one ex- last, one last thing that I want to get is there like a portable brass brazier? Yep, yep. She can. She can I would get love. I would love to needs. have that. Something, something that's small, portable, can fit in a backpack. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. She has okay. that. So um, I'd love one of those. Say another half gold, gold piece. Super. Thank you. Great. You are welcome. You mentioned that you're looking for Barthens uh, provisions. He indicates that's just down the road. Uh, you're able to drop the provisions off without much difficulty. Barthens very happy to see you all. Um, uh, his name is Elmar Barthen. He's a lean and balding shopkeeper, about 50 years, in a friendly manner. Uh, he's got a couple of young clerks who start uh, unloading the wagons. He uh, received word from Falstaff that you were all to be paid uh, 15 gold uh, rather than the customary 10. He wasn't told that there would be four of you. However, since there are, he looks kind of like he fucked up. So he like <laughs> quietly like mentions to one of the clerks, like, get the, get the, get, get some gold, get some gold, get some gold. Uh, so he also pays Mudbutt 15, assuming that he was, uh, he was part of the adventure. <laughs> Um, and then I lean forward to him and I say, you may not have realized, but this wolf is the real hero of this story. <laughs> He's a member of this band alongside Mudbutt, myself, the other two. The, the goddess Moonhammer knows that fair payment is fair. Fair is fair, as they say amongst the peaseant people. <laughs> mm, I was we, there. I saw it. Mm, we yeah. will require a, a fee for the dog as well. It is an incredible war dog. Uh, so he says, oh, I, did, I have just the thing. And uh, he, uh, he leaves and returns with uh, a, uh, a bone bowl that looks like it was carved out of uh, a very large uh, chunk of bone. He says, this, this, this has been in my family for years. Uh, unfortunately, my dog passed away some time ago, so I haven't had much use for it. But uh, this was carved from a wyvern's neck bone. And I think such Ooh. a heroic war dog should have a heroic goblet to sip from. So he gives you, uh, gives you this... Bone bowl. And I am so honored that I blush and <laughs> and then fart, but like gently, <laughs> like a winter's breeze. And I look down at Goblin Jr. and I say, this guy gets it. <laughs> this guy really gets it. This is for you. And I, I like offer it to him and like put it in his mouth and he's like proud. Like he he, he has to go outside to like show people. <laughs> like he, not, not like walk up to somebody, but he's just going to stand on that porch and just sort of like wave it gently and pose regally at strangers. I had a dog who used to do that, so that's not even bullshit. They do that sometimes. All right. So it sounds like we've got 
You, you've got the last thing we've heard about Yarno. I, I semi listened at the bar. Uh, listen, Goblin Junior drinks. It was a great time. Got it. Mm. But Mudbud, it sounds like the, the dude you're looking for has something to do with that haunted house. Oh, Yarno. Yes, I've heard that uh, he has some uh, dealings at this supposedly empty house. And I've been sent by a secret employer to find Mr. Yardo and question him by any means necessary. Who's your secret employer? <laughs> nice try. Uh, I figured I'd I've give it fallen a shot. for that too many times. <laughs> so, and I've been fired by too many secret employers. <laughs> Not so, this time. So I lean forward to Mudbutt and say, Mudbutt. As uh, as another guy with butt in the name, I mean, I feel like there's a sacred brotherhood here. You're part of the band. We're oh, yeah. all getting paid for the work we're doing. We 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 appreciate that your royalty. Uh, maybe if you shared with us uh, who your employers, we might be able to help you on this quest to solve this faster, get you more money, get you know, little Richard all all decked up. Little Richard. <laughs> little Richard. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, can I can I roll a persuade check? Yep, absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, seventeen. Uh, can you roll me a uh, wisdom save? <laughs> Five. <laughs> and your wisdom modifier? Zero. <laughs> this sounds like the best deal you've ever heard of. You're just, stroking, you're stroking your beard with one of your diamond gauntleted hands. My, my, my friendship, you say. Well, that's, that's better than gold where I come from. Well... <laughs> You're losing your mind. I'm just so happy to have this information. <laughs> it's good. Uh, so yeah, so you've been hired by the Harpers. They, um, they're basically a, the Lords Alliance is a very uh, like sort of loud version of of the Harpers. They they keep you know they they try and keep the peace, but everyone kind of knows about them. They're very proud. They talk about themselves a lot. Uh, the Harpers are more kind of the, uh, the the secret version of that. They generally speaking, if if they hear there's something evil afoot. They're the people who kind of go in to investigate. So they've been keeping an eye on the Lord's Alliance for a while and the disappearance of Yarno is pretty concerning for a number of reasons. Uh, a rogue wizard, like a missing wizard is always an issue. Um, so uh, yeah, they're they're very concerned. So they paid you to come, come to town. They also gave you the name of uh, a Harper contact in town, Sister Garel at the Shrine of Luck. Alright, so now that we sort of know what's going on, here, here's what I pitch yet again. This is this is not decided. I did not pray on this. Okay. Perhaps we could go visit uh, Sister Grail if she's still wounded. The power of Moonhammer might be able to just help fart. solve that. Mm. I'll just fart on her wounds. Wait, what? <laughs> Get her wounds nice and septic. That's good. <laughs> hey, Modern medical science. Hey, I've healed Sildar. I've healed myself nearly from death. You may mock the goddess Moonhammer, <laughs> but the gifts she gives are the gifts of life. So let's go visit Sister Garail. Uh, <laughs> All right. And then uh, after that, we could buy some stuff and then see kind of where we're going and make a move. Maybe we could help this fine gentleman, Prince Mudbutt, uh, with his uh, sacred royal quest. Yes, please. Uh, and we can't talk to Sildar until tomorrow anyways. You think there's any chance we'll get some decent loot? I mean, we got a rogue wizard and an empty mansion. Yeah, you're right. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So lead us to your contact, Prince Mudbutt, and I like do like a serious bow, and then Goblin Juniors come like back into the room, and I like point at him, and he like goes down at the front too. So like we're both bowing. <laughs> I like how you, you you've managed to come up with like a series of bits with Goblin Junior just in the time you've been on the road. <laughs> oh, we that's oh, that's all I do today. I'm either driving the car or training the dog. Whenever I'm on watch, I wake the dog. I'm just teaching him tricks all night. So it's like six, seven hours, and he's he's exhausted. Smart. Yeah, <laughs> and then he sleeps in the car. It's great. <laughs> great. I used to sleep.
in the cart. <laughs> God damn it. Lucky. You, you got to earn that. Question. For closers only. Do we still have a cart now, or was the cart owned by them? So the we're on foot now. The cart was owned by uh, Barthens Provisions, so you've dropped the cart off. So on our way outside, I'm like, we really should have negotiated horses or something. We've just stranded ourselves in the wilderness. Well, I mean, horses always just a uh, thievery away. <laughs> Goblin Jr. looks at you and goes, snarf, snarf. <laughs> so, Goblin Jr. Yeah. stolen a lot. Of horses <laughs> uh, excellent. Okay, so uh, you head to uh, Fandolin's only temple, and uh, there is a uh, zealous young elf, Sister Grail, and um, she, uh, she sort of welcomes you to the shrine, but you can tell uh, she seems a bit distracted. What can I do for you? Uh, have you come to uh, pay respects to uh, Timora? Actually, we've come to talk to you about uh, the Harpers. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I was told uh, one of you might be coming. Uh, which one of you is Mudbutt? I, here I am. Yes. Oh, very good. I'm your secret contact. <laughs> yes, well, I was told you'd be coming alone, but uh, clearly you've, you've oh. made some, some new friends along the way. Well, it's always better to have more people. That's what my dad always says. Yes. Uh, the king. Well, you know, can't argue with the royals. Mm, no, so, you shouldn't. Nevertheless, uh, she is happy to see you and is actually... Um, Happy that you brought more people um, because in addition to uh, the, the missing wizard, um, she's very concerned about the uh, the red brand presence. Their acts of violence are getting larger and larger and they're getting bolder and bolder each and every day. Uh, and uh, truly, we should be rid of these these monsters. Can I ask like how recently they, they showed sure, up? Sure, yeah, yeah. They've been uh, really active in town um, visibly for about the last two months. Now, can I ask a question? Yes. Has, uh, does the... Uh Arrival of the Red Brand gang coincide with the disappearance of Yarno. Uh, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Good question. They've been uh, operating for about two months. Um, Yarno uh, arrived in town. The Harpers are a little suspicious of the Lord's Alliance, and she's like, you know, I. He was sent here, I think, to, to sort of investigate what was going on in the town. Um, but it is very strange that he he disappeared, and then suddenly. You know, gangs. there's a spike in gang mm. violence. Uh, so whether the gang took him or whether he's involved, she's not sure. I lean forward and ask, pray chance, uh, what <laughs> god or goddess uh, do you pray to? Oh, well, this is a shrine to uh, Timora, the, the god of uh, luck. Mm. And, uh, and you, friend <laughs> cleric? I worship the goddess Moonhammer. Moonhammer. Is yes, that... the god of joy, strength, and flatulence. Oh, well, the third uh, thing consists of the first two. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I have not heard uh, anything of Moonhammer. It is a small faith, but a powerful one. Mm. It grants me the power to heal. Ah, well, any any god that grants the the ability to heal and help others is a is a god worth knowing in my book. I, I shall I shall think and pray upon the uh, the thoughts of Moonhammer, and uh, see if Timora can send me any any insight into your god. Wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, even if she doesn't, maybe you could just <laughs> pray to Moonhammer. I don't know if you've thought about switching faiths, but luck is there for you sometimes. Moonhammer is there for you always. Dude, you're going to talk about this in the shrine? <laughs> Listen, one must speak of one's god wherever one shall. And quite frankly, Timora would view this as a lucky opportunity to, to try and convert someone. I'm not going to convert, but uh, I, I appreciate your, your moxie. <laughs> That's what they all say until they worship Moonhammer. Right. Meets my other convert, this wolf. <laughs> originally, snarf, snarf. <laughs> originally a heathen goblin animal, but now a hero who freed your roads of an orcish threat and now stands with me here wearing the crown of foes that have fallen. 
Was that luck, you say? Yes. No, <laughs> you're wrong. You see things through that lens, but that's about you. Well, and, and pray tell. Um, oh, Moonhammer be praised. And Timora be praised. And Moonhammer be praised. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, and Moonhammer be praised. And I nod, like I won. <laughs> and I exit before she can talk more. You're not going to win an argument against anyone who responds, that may be how things work in your universe. <laughs> so um, she also mentions that um, she actually uh, would require your assistance if you have the time. She's received word from the Harpers that um, there's a missing spell book uh, in the area. Uh, so Sister Garel uh, has been searching for it, and the reason she got roughed up recently was that uh, the only way they, they can find the spell book is apparently by uh, confronting a banshee. The banshee isn't inherently evil and isn't inherently um, villainous. Uh, however, uh, Sister Grail definitely rubbed the banshee the wrong way and was chased off. Uh, but she thinks that anyone who appeals to the banshee's uh, vanity might be able to perhaps win, win its favor. She offers a, uh, a jeweled silver comb uh, to bring as a gift, uh, sort of on behalf of the Harpers, to the Banshee in order to gain information about the spellbook and asks if you would deliver it. Yes, I will deliver the jeweled comb. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come too. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I, I've never seen a Banshee before. This just sounds crazy. I don't know that you will see a Banshee. <laughs> oh, well... So she, I'm definitely interested in getting this uh, my hands on the spell book. And so I am outside totally celebrating <laughs> winning my debate by teaching Goblin Jr. more tricks. Excellent. She points out uh, sort of on your map where you can go to uh, find uh, the Banshee's lair. I sort of pay attention. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, and uh, she uh, she thanks you all for uh, for your assistance and particularly uh, Mudbutt for uh, for assisting the Harpers. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to, to walk out. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm a little bit nervous that she's going to recognize me. So uh, I'm just I'm going to scoot out pretty quick, too. Great. Recognize you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So what would you like to do now? Where would you like to go? Um, if if a, you want this this Banshee spell book, you got to talk me into it. You know, like Something's got to be in, in it for me. Because otherwise, this comb is going straight to the merchant. I'm getting some gold. <laughs> Being a wizard, and I, I, I think uh, if we can get our hands on this spell book... In our future adventures, it could definitely help us uh, for me to learn more more powerful spells. Okay. I, I stick my head in the door of the shrine and be like, "What spell does the spell book do?" <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that halfling thieves had any uh, interest in in spells. You don't know I'm a thief. I'm not a thief. How dare you? <laughs> right. So when I handed you the comb and you slipped it up your sleeve, that was just coincidence, luck, if you will. I have hairy forearms. <laughs> So she says the uh, the book belonged to um, a legendary mage named Bow Gentle, uh, and the um, Harpers are interested in recovering it uh, because in the wrong hands it could be potentially very dangerous. It seems like there's a lot of power in this book. <laughs> Acid mm. power. <laughs> it is my responsibility as a worker of the Harpers to bring it back to them after we do stuff with it. <laughs> so I think we should go. And I just say... By royal decree, oh, yeah. he should go. Oh, right. We must listen to a prince, because a prince has been chosen by the gods mm -hmm. to lead us. I declare that I shall follow this prince on his holy quest. Moonhammer has decreed it. 
So uh, what would you guys like to do? Do you want to go try and uh, do this Banshee thing now? Do you want to investigate Tresdor Manor? Do you want to rest for the night? I, I'm down for I've got some energy in me. Yeah, I want to go see what a Banshee is. This sounds <laughs> fun. <laughs> Let's go check out a Banshee. <laughs> well, the, the prince has spoken for us all. <laughs> mm. Wait, I need to call Richard. Richard wants to see this too. I pull out my flute. <laughs> Goblin Jr. looks at me really disappointed. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know how to play the flute. I'm sorry, we're gonna sort something out. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary and skipping through the orchestra pit part one by Peter Gresser and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R all available at freemusicarchive.org when it comes to Dum Dums and Dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice but most importantly we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E and tune in next week for more Dumb Dumbs and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.